Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. So do what you love. Life is too short. Be passionate about what you do and passionate about the people that you work with. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Alicia Butler-Peer is a CEO, speaker, author, podcaster, and consultant with a background in engineering. She's very spontaneous, loves to travel, and describes herself as outgoing and adventurous. Alicia believes a fresh start is a huge advantage, and you should always be comfortable in your own skin. As many other entrepreneurs, she's inspired by books like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. In this episode, Alicia provides three exercises which will help entrepreneurs and their companies survive these hard times during COVID-19 pandemic. All right, Alicia, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah, let's do this. Nice, nice. First of all, let me say thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us, the enterprisers. I know that you have, as most business owners do, about a thousand things that you could be doing right now, but you're taking the time out to share your knowledge and experience with us. So thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. The second thing i like to do is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, Alicia, when I say that, please feel free to go all the way back to where it all began. Or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. I'll give you a very condensed 30-second version of my life story. So I am originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, lived in New Orleans for about eight years, was stuck in my home during a flood and decided that I could not live like that any longer and quit my job, finished up school, moved to Atlanta, Georgia, where I literally knew one person when I got to Atlanta and on a wing and a prayer, decided that I was going to start a business. And here I am 15 years later. My company is Equilibria and it's rooted in a lot of the engineering principles that I acquired from my education, my formal education, I should say, because education, as we both know, is a continuous ongoing process, but also from my years of working as an engineer. So I was in different chemical plants and refineries. And I noticed, and this is kind of timely to where we are right now in the world in terms of dealing with a major event that has impacted everyone, and that is the COVID-19 pandemic. But one thing I noticed, Elsie, 
when I worked in New Orleans as an engineer, whenever there was a major hurricane or any other type of catastrophic weather event, we were pretty much up and running within a week of that event, whereas other businesses weren't, or some of those businesses never came back at all. And when I got to Atlanta and I started running my own business and I was specifically working with other small companies, that used to bother me. Why is it that some companies are up and running and they seem to be almost immune to certain types of disasters, whereas others are just crushed? And a big part of it has to do with processes and thinking ahead. So thinking of disaster recovery and how you would actually plan that out in the event that something tragic would happen. And so for me, I spend a great deal of my time talking to other business owners about just that, the importance of having systems and processes in place, a business infrastructure so that when something does happen, you have not only a plan B, but a plan C and a D as well. That's just a little bit about me. Awesome. So I'm going to take a quick left turn and learn a little bit more about you. And I have tons of questions about business infrastructure and all that good stuff. So tell us a little bit more about you. What types of things do you like to do in your spare time? In my spare time, I love to travel internationally. That is by far the best way for me to spend my time. I do like to read. I wish I could read more. When I say read, I mean an actual book. I'm still old school. So I love to have a physical book in my hand. I am very spontaneous and that shocks a lot of people because when they hear about the engineering background, they think, oh, she's probably an extreme introvert, not really sociable, but that's actually not true. I love getting out. I love being adventurous. I love trying new things. I like eating different types of foods. I don't like working out, but I do enjoy walking. I can walk for several miles and it not even bother me. So help me understand this. You're an engineer, which you're very process and a planner, right? As most engineers are, but yet you're spontaneous. How does that work? <laughs> so, and as with anyone, right? It's unfair to paint people, especially based on their profession with a broad stroke. And that certainly applies to me. And I can remember all throughout college, there are times when you can seem as though you're a misfit because you actually have personality and you like add color to things instead of everything being so black and white with no room for gray and other colors. But I've learned over the years, Elsie, you have to just be comfortable in your own skin. And when you know that you know your stuff, no one can take that away from you. There was a point in my life where I was constantly trying to live up to what other people's expectations were or what they thought I should be doing. And once I was able to break free from that, my personality was able to shine through even more. And at the end of the day, that's really what attracts people to you is the actual you and not the person that you're projecting to be. That nugget alone will save somebody years and years of discomfort and struggle. <laughs> Being comfortable in your own skin. And it actually saves you and the other person a ton of time when you are who you are. Take it or leave it. Some people are going to like it and some people aren't. And that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. And you're not going to please everyone. And that's okay. But when you have an abundance mindset, 
you just don't even speak the language of scarcity. So when you don't speak that language, you don't behave that way as well. And so when people are constantly trying to change up just to be able to fit or accommodate a certain type of clientele, for example, again, you can't please everyone, but you can simply tell that person, well, you know what? If you and I aren't a fit for each other, here's some other people that I can send that I can refer you to who may be a better fit for you. But when you have that abundance mindset, you have no problem doing things like that. But I'm sure you and I both know a lot of people who would, instead of turning away business where they know they probably won't be successful in that particular endeavor, they take it on anyway, knowing that it's not a true fit or alignment for both people, for both parties. Absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. And I think it's partly a maturation process, right? Because I know early in my career, I would do that. But as I got more experienced, it's like, you know what? Again, to save you time and to save me headache, I've already in the no hair club, but to save myself (laughs) from losing the rest of what I do have, I've grown to know, okay, this is not a good fit for me, but I may know somebody else who can help. Right. It's definitely a sign of maturation. And I just wish more people thought that way, but we all have our different journeys and we all have to learn things the same way. And again, when you have that fear that if you don't take on a particular client or you don't take on a certain project, or if you go and work a certain job, knowing you really don't like the work, it's only going to cause you misery. And when you're miserable, it will come out in your ability or inability to perform for that client or on that project or in that particular job. So do what you love. Life is too short. Be passionate about what you do and passionate about the people that you work with. Well said. So this is sort of our four different areas of the business at Enterprise Now that we embody. The first being education, motivation, inspiration, and transformation. So if I had to ask you, what is motivation to you? Motivation to me is that inner drive. And it's in all of us. And sometimes it means having to read something, having to see something. It might mean having a particular conversation, but there is something in that conversation or in whatever it is you're reading or whatever it is that you're actually seeing or watching. There's something in there that can trigger something inside of you to get you up and going. And for me, what keeps me motivated is reading about the stories of other entrepreneurs. I'm actually reading a book right now, rereading it, I should say, Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice by Dr. Dennis Kimbrough. It's a partnership with the Napoleon Hill Foundation, and I'm sure many people already are familiar with the Think and Grow Rich book, but Dr. Kimbrough was able to create a version that specifically focuses on the success stories of Black Americans. And it's a book for anyone, honestly, but it's always good to be able to read stories of success from or about people that you can very easily identify with. Awesome. So if I had to double down and say, what is inspirational to you? What's inspired you in the last 24 hours? For me personally, it's an inner drive. And this is going to sound really crazy what I'm about to say, but I say this to people often, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you have to be a little crazy, a little insane, because 
there's something inside of you that keeps me getting up every morning anywhere between 4 and 5 a.m. every single morning, seven days a week. I don't take the weekends off. And when that keeps you going, despite the fact that you have so many people around you telling you what you can and cannot do or what can and cannot work, but yet there is something inside of me that keeps me inspired to keep going anyway, regardless of what everyone else is saying. So for me, inspiration is, again, to kind of break down the word, N-I-N-spiration, I-N meaning inner. It's coming from within. You have to have that spark already within you. You weren't given certain ideas for nothing. You weren't given those ideas to not act upon them. Now, it won't be easy. It will be challenging. It will be downright brutal at some points along the way. But it's given to you for a reason. Keep going. That's what inspiration is to me. It's phenomenal that you would say that because I know I can identify with that, right? When you look at the numbers, right? Truth be told, you're not supposed to be successful, right? The numbers bear out that you're supposed to fail. But yet entrepreneurs have this ability to proceed despite the fact, right? And you do have to be a little crazy. I would challenge you on that and say you have to be a lot crazy to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah. It's true. So that's a really good segue to my next question. Tell us about a what I call a butterfly moment in your life when you went from being in a cocoon to being a beautiful butterfly. I think leaving my very comfortable life behind in New Orleans and coming to a city, again, where I literally only knew one person, it gave me the opportunity to press the reset button. And I was now in charge of saying or defining who I was and what I wanted to do and what my life's work truly is. And I think there's something magical about moving to a place where you don't really know anybody. You haven't planted any roots yet because you get to paint that picture. You get to say what your life is going to be in that new place, that new city, that new state, that new country. This is why so many immigrants, when they come here to America, they're so successful because they don't have a lot of the distractions that those of us who've been here, (laughs) you know, for multiple generations have. Well, the same is true if you've already been, for example, going back to myself, when I was in New Orleans, surrounded by family, friends, very comfortable. But the more I stepped outside of my comfort zone, the more I grew and the further I went. It's like being on an escalator versus a staircase. So if I had stayed in New Orleans, LZ, I would have just kept climbing step by step. But when I removed myself from that familiar place and familiar surroundings and became okay with being uncomfortable, I was on an elevator. When I look back on what I have learned over the past 15 years, I am in awe. I truly am. And I look at where I am and all of the people that I've met, all of the things that I have learned in comparison to where I probably would be had I stayed in my job, stayed in the same city. There's almost no comparison. I would not know nearly as much as I do now 
had I stayed doing what I was doing, living where I was living. Wow, we could probably do an entire other episode on that. I'll call it the escalator versus staircase paradigm. (laughs) That's really, really good stuff. So take about two minutes and teach us something, something related to what you do in your business now that we can apply to our businesses. Well, something that's on the top of so many people's minds right now is how do we recover or how do we make sure that our businesses can continue during times of crisis where we really don't have control over a lot of these external factors, but there are things that we can still do to keep our businesses afloat during these times of uncertainty. So one of the things that I would like to introduce to your audience, there are two exercises, actually three. One is called the pre-mortem, another one is called the FMEA, and the last is called a disaster recovery and business continuity plan. Really quickly, the pre-mortem is an exercise that you would actually take your company through, where you literally will get some folks together in a room and say, okay, my company has failed. What happened? Why did it fail? And then it's almost like you're looking into the future. Obviously, you don't ever want your business to fail, but it's forcing you to go through an exercise where you think of all of these scenarios that could happen. And from there, you try to figure out, okay, now that we know how this particular thing could lead to failure, what can we do now to make sure that never happens or that it never catches us off guard? The second tool is called the FMEA. That stands for Failure Modes and Effects Analysis. Start taking a look at all of your different workflows and processes, all of the things that you do to keep your business functioning on a day-to-day basis, and start playing devil's advocate with that process. Really start to pick it apart and figure out where can this workflow break down? Where are the bottlenecks? And how can I streamline or prevent these bottlenecks from happening? That's what that particular exercise is about. And then lastly, the disaster recovery and business continuity plan is just that. It's literally figuring out in advance, but even though we're in the midst currently of this this COVID-19 pandemic, it allows you to start thinking about how to keep business going even though there is a major disaster that has happened that is threatening basically your livelihood. So everything from being able to recover all of your records very quickly, whether it be physical records or electronic records, to, okay, now we had an office space, but now we have to, everyone has to work remotely. So what are all of the different tools that we're going to use to make sure that we can still communicate with each other as well as with our clients? Those three things alone, I think, are top of mind for so many of us right now. And it's almost like having an insurance policy in place. You never need your insurance until you need it, right? So think of these three things as a form of insurance or even as like a will. No one likes to think about dying, but we all know that it is a reality. And so if we start making plans now in the form of a will, we can make sure that things are in place. There's a plan of action upon our leaving this earthly plane, well, you do the same thing with your business through those three different tools that we just discussed. Now, are there any programs or anything that you have or are involved in that kind of help with this? Sure. So 
You can actually go to a website. I'm part of a panel right now, a summit that's called the Entrepreneurship and Leadership During COVID-19 Summit, completely free, online. If you go to incontrera.com forward slash summit, and I'll spell that out, it's I-N-C-O-N-T-R-E-R-A.com forward slash summit. You'll see my video there and you will be able to download all of those three templates that I just shared with your audience. Fantastic. As the old saying goes, time flies when you're having fun. We've come to the end of our conversation, but I don't want to let you go without you giving the enterprisers a way to to reach out and connect with you. Absolutely. By far, the best way is through LinkedIn. So you can find me there at Alicia Butler Pierre. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. My handle there is Alicia underscore B underscore Pierre, and that's spelled P like Paul, I-E-R-R-E. You can also look me up online. My website is aliciabutlerpierre.com. And when you go there, you'll be able to click on my book. You'll be able to find out more information about my podcast, as well as if you want to request a a personalized one-on-one consultation, you'll be able to do that through that site as well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This was fun. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing to the email list and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget field conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out at podcast at enterprisenow.net with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next time. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.